Podcasting from the Chicagoland area, this is Game On with Jackson Stewart, where we discuss men's lifestyle, focusing on sex, fitness, relationships, business, and more. We'll be interviewing the best of the best, the hot shots, and the rising stars in the worlds of modeling, fitness, cooking, and more. Influencers who are discussing keeping it sexy while at the top of their game. I'm your host, Jackson Stewart. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the game. While the game can grant us the joys of winning, it can also deal us the pain of soul-shattering loss. There is no test in life as uniquely difficult as the loss of a partner. Our guest this evening knows this test all too well and is sharing his lesson with us tonight. Richard Strother is not your average speaker. Known as the widower's wingman, he has a unique background that blends his former career as a graphics and print specialist with his passion for psychology and human behavior. With years of experience as a trainer at Apple, Richard understands how people learn and relate to information. In October of 2018, Richard experienced a life-altering tragedy when he lost his wife of 20 years. Through the pain and grief, he found the courage to start dating again and eventually found a wonderful new relationship. Along the way, he refined his process and methodology for successful dating, testing it with several people and seeing amazing results. Through his journey, Richard saw a gap in resources for widowed men and founded the Widower's Wingman. As a speaker, Richard shares his personal story of loss and love, along with practical insights and advice for those navigating the dating world after the loss of a spouse. His approach is grounded in research and tested through personal experience, making him a compelling and relatable speaker for just about any audience. Richard is also our guest this evening. All right, guys, you've heard the introduction and bio. Now join me in welcoming to Game On, the compassionate, the resilient, and the powerful Richard Strother. Richard, how you doing? I'm doing great, Jackson. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for for being on the show. And and you know, as we were having some of our pre-talk, this is a a powerful topic. It's a weighty topic, but guys, I give you 30 seconds, and I've had a few more minutes with Richard. So much of him is just upbeat and powerful and energetic. So while you might be a little afraid of the topic, nothing about Richard will let you sit in that fear. So I'm very excited about that. Um, Richard, kick us off. Uh, give us the platform and username by which most people can find you. You know what? It's very simple. Um, Richard Struther. Um, I, I am me. Uh, I am 100% me throughout all of this. But if you want to find, um, I am also the Widower's Wingman. So you can find me on the, under that too. Um, the website, the Widower's Wingman, all of that. You can find me pretty much anywhere. My name and the Widower's Wingman. You'll, you'll find me easily enough. And uh, where, are you, where are you from and where did you grow up? I love that question. Um, I was born and raised in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> one, of our, uh, one of our number one fans, Jay, he knows, he knows who he is. He's from uh, Canada. And he, he spares no expense to tell me how horrible the weather is wherever he's at. And it seems like, you know, like, it seems like he's always, I, I can't complain. Yeah. It's, 
sometimes I think I think Jay is just part Yeti because he's just out there under constant, you know, frigid temps. But Jay, big shout out to you in Canada. R- Richard's one of you. Um, <laughs> you, you know, obviously you are a widower, and and your wife Samantha. You were married for twenty years, so I'm correct, and, and you lost her. Um, yeah. I, so most people that suffer a loss. To get a gold star, they just get back to a a life. They get back to a new normal. But you took it that one extra level. You went out there and you formed the Widower's Wingman. So how did you get from just the the darkness to I need to help other people? Well, so (laughs) um, when Sam passed away, I was a trainer for Apple. Um, so, and I, I've been a trainer for Apple for a number of years. Um, and before that, I still did um, technology coaching and and training. And so, I've I've always kind of been into this. And as, as, uh, even though I started in graphics, um, my specialty is applied cognitive psychology. So, how you know, it's nice to make graphics, but how do people learn, or how do people relate to the information, and all of that? So it kind of led naturally to, you know, um, guiding people. So when Sam passed away, uh, I was still working at Apple, and um, I've always liked helping people. It's always been my bag. It's always been my bag. You know, it's that's I live a life of intention. That was always the point. And uh, you know, it was it was a matter of um, at one point after she passed, about about a, a couple of years after she passed, I was having a conversation with a friend, and they were like, and I was like, you know, I said, uh, I'm I'm doing, I'm doing good stuff, but I feel like I could be having more impact. I feel like I I could be doing something, you know, something more helpful to the world. And they said, well, what about your life experiences, you know? And I and it, we we had this conversation that kind of led to the epiphany of, you know. And I started looking, and my God, there's so little. I mean, there's more than there was about 10 years ago. Um, and I can say thanks to people like uh, Fred Colby and Herb Knoll, um, who authored the books uh, Widower, A Widower to Widower and The Widower's Journey. And, like, men are starting to step forward and say, hey, we got to look out for ourselves, you know. So I figured, you know what, let, let, me, uh, let me get into that and, you know, let me help because this is an area where – People could really, you know, we need a hand. We need a hand every once in a while. We need that support. We need that kind of encouragement. Hey, so that's that's where this all started. Have you found um, that the the world of grieving is much more uh, puts more of a spotlight on on widows than on widowers? Now, is it more, you know, it's like, oh my God, you know, this this woman lost her husband and. You know, let's give her all the sympathy in the world and all the lasagna, you know, all the stuff that shows about your house when you lose people. And then it, when it comes to the man's time, they're kind of like, ooh, like, what do we do for him? Have you found that there's a, a great discrepancy between the two? Um, yes, but the discrepancy for me comes mostly in that um, widows tend to – there's a lot for widows. But that's mostly because widows are want to talk about it. Ah, right. Great point. Great point. Right. They want to talk about it. They want to talk it through. M- men and I, I, I'm not going to speak for all men here, but I'm going to say something that fairly general, but that, that I think we can all agree with. We do stuff. We fix problems. Mm-hmm. So we don't look at it as I want to talk through it. And 
we've been uh, those of us who have had a good upbringing, which I hope is everyone here. But you know, um, we don't want to interrupt. So when we go to a support group, and everybody's you know clamoring at the bit to share, we don't want to interrupt. We don't force our force our way in, and we're about kind of making sure that we solve the problem. Well, this is not a easy problem to solve, so we need a little. But yeah, there's there's definitely a lot more around widows, not for any particular reason that, you know, men are kind of discarded, but men kind of don't want to read the instructions. And we're like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. We, we're told to be stoic. We're trained. Yes. We're trained it, generation after generation to be stoic. It's almost like, I'm fine. It's almost like men are rewarded for it not being emotional and women are rewarded for being emotional. In reality, both sides should be emotional because men are, you know, we we're not born with like, I always tell people emotions are like crayons, like guys, weren't necessarily born with a box of like, you know, in kindergarten that, that five box of crayons or five crayon box. We have like, yeah, yeah. and women have the 128 with the, with the pencil sharpener on the side. We've got the same box of crayons. We just have to tap into it. And I love that you bring out that it's an internal limitation rather than, you know, what you've experienced as an external limitation. People are like, hey, you lost your wife or your partner. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. And then guy's like, well, I checked off my guy box for the day. I, I did what I was supposed to. I didn't say anything and just kept on keeping on. Did, right. Did you find that there were uh, influences that you had already encountered, whether it had been in the readings or, you know, some of the material that helped you form the Widower's Wingman? And then can you really explain what the Widower's Wingman is? Is it, is it just a website? Is it a blog? Is it just a movement? Um, so it's a two-prong question. I, I cheated. I, it's a two-prong I, question. I cheated. I hit you no, with that's... you at once. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good with that. Um, so the Widower's Wingman, uh, okay, so first of all, the influences. Um, I definitely, it, it's funny. When I first lost, I didn't really look too much. Um, I have, again, you know, when when you live with intention, you you attract certain people, right? And my friends are my friends and my family are amazingly supportive, and I, I have to give them mad credit. And they did check in on me, and they made sure that I was okay, and they made sure that I was getting out. And they, you know, and they encouraged me to kind of, you know, take some wild leaps and whatnot, not in a bad way, you know, in the in and you know, kind of kept an eye on me, and that was cool. And um, above and beyond that, um, when I started, kind of with the idea of the widower's wingman, I kind of wanted to see what was out there. So I started all that much. Um, and yeah, did it, did it influence a bit? Sure. It influenced a bit. Um, what influenced more to be very honest is, um, a lot of the psychology, um, materials, like, um, everything from neurolinguistic programming and hypnosis, which by the way, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm well-versed in both. Um, but the idea that, um, kind of the positive psychology movement and the idea of, you know, yeah, we may be given, we have the box of 120 crayons, but anytime we use anything outside of gray, gray, you know, gray, black, and red, people are like, uh, you know, that's a little out there. It's like, no, no, <laughs> we, we have them for a reason. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, we're not encouraged. So that's kind of where, where it came from. And the widower's wingman actually is uh one-on-one -on -one coaching. Okay. It's it. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. Yes, there's a website. Um, I do free roundtables every month because, let's be honest, there are topics where men, if you want to talk about it, let's talk. You know, if you want to talk, in, it, just men. 
you know, in a group. Uh, or if you want to talk to me personally, you know, book a free call on the site. I'm happy to talk to people. I want to meet people. I want to find out your story. I want to. But what the the widower's wingman more than anything is is um, once the grief process is over. Just like if you have an injury, you have to you have to go and heal, right? right? Like you, nobody can do that for you. So when you want to jump back into the dating pool, on the other hand, or you know, dating world, that can be really intimidating. Not only because you've been out of it for so long, but because your identity, half of your identity goes when your partner goes. Your identity is tied in. Your roles, everything. Like so much of you goes with that change that you have to be allowed to reimagine your life. And some of us need permission. And so I, I do that. Are you, am I ready? Let's make sure you are. And let's make sure you're going on the right platforms to find what's a good relationship look like to you what is what are you really looking for you might think you know what you're looking for but what's really important let's get down to values let's get down to really get and what do you offer what do you bring i know you bring something so what are you bringing let's let's bring that out get you in the right spot so you move forward strong you know not i'm sorry go ahead oh no that's just so much of what you're saying is and I love it because it's it's something that I, I try and say a lot uh, on the show and certain topics um, lend themselves towards discussing it more than others. But it's like, guys, it's okay to not be okay. And it's definitely okay to go get some help. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and it, what a lot of what you said, um, all of what you said was, was dead on, but there's a phrase you use and it's something that, you know, I've, whenever I've spoken to people about mental health and, and reaching out to get counselors or therapists, you know, if you have a broken leg, you don't just look at it and go, it'll get better on its own. You go out and get, well, actually it will, well, but yeah, not a good, yeah, not it'll, a good it'll way. Heal bad or, <laughs> like in all the cowboy movies, it'll heal wrong and they'll have to take out the passion and shoot you. But I mean, you don't, right. If you want to heal that broken leg as best as it could be healed, You'd go to a doctor. You'd go to an expert. Your your emotional well being right. is no different. So I'm so glad you said that. And um, you know, and we're gonna make sure we post the links for the uh, the widower's wingman so people can jump in there and check it out. What I the next question I've got is, you know, grief hits everybody differently, and we talked about that a little bit before the pre-show. Um, what yeah. are the three pitfalls that men suffering loss tend to run into? Oh, yes. Um, okay, so th- I'm going to say the three biggest pitfalls, uh, as far as I can tell, is um, uh, pitfalls, challenges. I- I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go with a okay. challenge. Um, when when you lose anybody, I mean, you lost your sister. You saw everybody comes out of the yes, woodwork, 100%. right? And then and it's it's just what, like three, you know, two, three months of just wild and crazy everything everybody's all around and you don't you don't have time to process anything because more often than not you have to help them grieve yes you haven't had a chance yet Uh right i call that the carnival yes it's light and sound and music and crowds and you have no idea what's really going on it's just like you're just kind of dumbfounded the whole time i call it the carnival and then the carnival's over the carnival packs up and goes away they go all they all go back to their lives and now who's checking in, right? Who's your support now? Who's – and it's it's never who you think it is. And I think that's the challenge is 
um, when we lose, we need times, there are times where we need to talk it out or, or need to be not okay. And that's okay. They're, they're, that's, that's fine. You know, somebody checking in to make sure you're all right. But I mean, so many widowers have kids and all of a sudden they are the sole person taking care of the kids and they have to learn all the routines, the PTA, the, the everything or how to cook or, you know, like, all of a sudden, the, like the house finances. Oh well, that that I never did that before. I just took home the paycheck, and so that's one of the big challenges that I'd see. That I see, like there's that you have to kind of figure out what your life is, and then you have to kind of have that goal because you can't choose a direction before you can imagine it, right? Energy flows where the mind goes. Tony Robbins, right? A hundred percent. If you don't know where you're going. Right. If you don't know where you're going, how do you how are you supposed to get there? How are you supposed to chart a course when you don't even know? You know, that, that, so that carnival, you, to... you know, if people haven't experienced the carnival and maybe, you know, maybe there's an impending loss, you know, about is coming your way, unfortunately. Or maybe you just been hit with one. That carnival is like I mean, you you blink and and you've either lost like a whole week or you think a whole week has gone by and it's just been a day. And you're just it's like waking up on a roller coaster and you get so busy taking care of other people that you're, you're not processing your own feelings and you're actually on some level enjoying that because you don't have to process your own junk. Yep. So that is, so is is that one challenge or, or do you, the, you listed, that's definitely one challenge. It's huge. You you listed numerous things, numerous things there. Would you feel like all those kind of break apart into the three or do you think just that one, the carnival is just, just one of the challenges it's just one of the challenges it's, that's the one that's the the big the first big challenge is yes. the carnival the second challenge is after the carnival and then the third is and and this is one that's way prevalent and i i'm actually i talk a lot about this one um how do you because a lot of people are afraid to move forward because they don't want to forget they don't want to lose what they had because as humans we're about survival, right? Our brains are wired for survival. We evolved that way. So we're very much against loss. You know, give me a hundred dollars now. I'll give you $500 in two weeks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a free 400 yes. bucks. Uh, yeah. No, um, that's the thing It's we're, we're so conditioned against loss, you know, that it's, you know, that's that's one of the big challenges is we can't move forward because we can't we don't want to lose what we had. So how do we take that and move forward while still keeping that? Yeah, it's such a great point. And that's something I address like, a lot. Well, I talk a lot I don't about think it. People it's, it's, realize it's how much you are hardwired to prevent loss. Oh, and I, I read a book and uh, I think it's called the ooh, I'm going to screw this up. I think it's called the story brand. And it's just about like, you know, putting okay. up your, whatever your product is or anything, how to tell its story and make it a brand. But there's a huge section about if you can uh, alleviate decision-making from people, they will gravitate towards your product or working with you because your brain is designed to burn as few amount of calories as possible. If you can make you, the yep. brain not think too much, it automatically likes you more because it, it's that survival well, mechanism, like I, to avoid loss. I got a I got a great point on that one. You, you walk into a pizzeria, they've got six choices. 
it's pretty easy. You walk into a pizzeria, they've got 34 choices. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> How long are you going to stand there? I'm the guy at Starbucks that lets you go ahead of them because there's just too many damn options. I'm trying to sort it all out. Yeah. Right? And we're, we're all like that to a degree. In fact, actually, uh, I, I mean, this is if you talk to me for a long time, you find it like I talk about auto heuristics and you know, I mean, look, I'm, I'm a I'm a neuroscience geek. Right. So <laughs> um, but the, the fact that we live by patterns, we know what we like and we like what we know. Um, why? Because it saves us calories. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Less brain power. Less brain power. <laughs> don't don't make me think too much because that, that'll that'll hurt me. With. You gave yeah. us three challenges. What are th the three biggest actions that grieving men can do to help themselves? Like we talked about the obstacles or the challenges. What are three actions? Right. And you can you can give the scenario of these are the three biggest actions, you know, within the first 24 hours, within that first week, that first month, or or if you just say overall arching, these three actions will help men in the grieving process. Okay. I've got one overall straight off the bat. No question. For God's sakes, take care of your health. Yes. Um, it's so many. I mean, look, it doesn't even have to be a widow. You lose your job. You you know you feel you know you you get in a rut. You don't take care of your health. But man, those of us. And now, look, Sam. Sam had a rare form of cancer for nine years. Right. So there was a lot of treatment. Like we 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 learned our routine. And it's still towards, especially towards the end, it was hard. It was, it was, it was tricky. It was tough. And even when she was in palliative care, it's like, look, I would leave work. I didn't go home. I almost never went home. I went home to like feed the cat. And even then I, we had friends checking in on the cat kind of thing. It's like, I would go from work to the palliative care ward and back to work and back to the palliative care ward. So, you know, and it, I, I learned, like I knew I had to take care of myself. I had to make sure that I, on the way there, I ate well. I had to make sure that, and you know, I, I'm a walker. I'm in Montreal. Montreal's a walking city. It's like New York light. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I'll walk everywhere. Uh, but you, you kind of go, okay, if I can walk it, I'm going to walk it because that's good for me. Um, and the fact that I was standing eight hours a day didn't hurt, uh, you know, running around, and, you know, giving courses and whatnot. But that, that feed your feed your body make sure that you're eating well make it get make sure that your health is in order because man that's it's so easy to get to to lose that and it's so hard to get it back yeah for sure right gain 10 pounds how long it take you right. to lose it yeah a month right so that, that those kinds of returns are not good <laughs> and, that, and that's your foundation for for everything you know and oh. if you have family like let's say if you still have kids or like you can't help other people if you're not in in the best condition you can be in. See, you made my point for me. I love that. See, and there you go, people. <laughs> that, that is why Game on Jackson Stewart's the podcast. It, it is because I read minds while I'm out here. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, second big one. Um, clarity. Um, I mentioned this because it's part of what I do, but it's also it's a huge part. Um, Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi, um, speed doesn't matter when you don't when speed doesn't matter when the direction is wrong. Oh, when you're going the wrong direction. God, that is a good quote. Oh, and I love that quote. I mean, it's a great yeah. quote, you know. But it's true. You, if you if you don't know what you're looking for, it, you're like 
Hey, Jackson, let's go for a drive. Great. Where do you want to go? I don't know. We'll just drive. How much point to that? Speed doesn't matter let's... when the direction is wrong. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's, right? Yeah. So it's a matter of – So and the problem is, is that um, what you don't want and, – and it's true that a lot of widowed men are going to go out and they're going to want to find – somebody not not necessarily right away but you know they're going to start looking because the biggest mistakes you can make there are trying to find somebody who's like your wife because you won't you know trying to find that same relationship which you won't because every relationship is different but the biggest thing is where is the source of that coming from are you looking to fill a void or are you trying to share the abundance of this new life that you've created. Mm-hmm. And that for me is, are you ready? That if you're trying to share that abundance, if you're trying to share a life, if you're, if you've got your life in order, you've got your house in order and you're, you want to share a life. That's where a solid relationship, a solid, stable foundation for a relationship comes from. But if you're looking to fill a void, that's then that's, that's, that, that leads to codependency. That leads to, um, you know, that that's where people get taken in by scams. That's where people get taken in by, you know, that's it because you're, you're trying to fill that void. You're not, you're not coming at it as a uh, fully healed. And that's huge. So we've got to take care of yourself. We've got to have clarity. Oh yeah. And we'll be the third one. Have clarity. Um, and I think you hit it earlier. You know what? Don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, you don't have to do so publicly, you know, um, but don't be afraid to, to reach out. Don't be afraid to look for resources. Um, I, here's a perfect example. I, I, I don't, I don't earn a cent for this and I don't want to, uh, I do a circles group every Friday night. Circles is an app you can download. Um, and I do a free, like uh, I'm there for an hour every Friday night at 9 p.m. And it's about widowers who are, you know, widows or widowers who are ready to move forward with their life, you know, who are ready to, or who want to move forward. And, you know, it's it's whatever you want. Like it's, you want to come in and talk, we'll, we'll just talk. You want to chat, you know, about if you want to, if you want to go out and do something, go out and do it. Like, don't wait. Just, you know, get back in the game kind of thing. All of that was brilliant, and I hope everybody, like, you know, guys, rewind that, take take notes, write it down like the old days, because it, so much should be referred back to. And while you were talking, a situation that came to mind. I, I remember I had a, a good friend of mine. His dad had lost his wife, and within, like, a year, the dad was married again. And, and the kids, I mean, they were all like, you know, older kids, like adult kids, but like everybody was pissed off the family. Like there was a huge schism over how could you move this fast and this, that, and the other. And it just came down to the point that their dad had been with somebody longer than he had been without anybody. Like he had been, you know, with a mom forever. And so he just could not fathom this new rhythm of it just being him. And, and. That's yeah. normal for us, and, you know. You know, I mean, they they stay together uh, until actually the dad passed away. But it was just like you could see the oh, I'm glad yeah, the stoic man who was, you know, I mean, the guy was like one notch above monosyllabic. But he, you know, I mean, it was at least one of those guys, like just rugged. <laughs> he grunted, and made yep. a fire, and all that stuff. But he was afraid of 
of trying to figure out what life was like by himself. And so he went there and just scooped up uh, another wife. And it, it was kind of sad because you could see fear in his eyes um, when he just didn't know what to do about, about being alone. And the last question I have for you while we're on this topic, you know, the other side of losing somebody is knowing you're going to lose somebody. And so with, yeah. with impending loss, and I'm a big believer in, you know, it ain't over till it's over, but sometimes you know that right. it ain't over. It's coming a lot quicker than it's not. And, you know, you get that report from the doctor, like, Hey, you know, time to start, you know, getting your affairs in order, et cetera. What's one thing you could tell men who are facing that? Like, is there something that maybe it could have been a, a, a combination of what you've already said, or maybe it's something new. All of what I already yeah. said. So, guys. Straight up, all of what so I already said. Take care of yourself. And, and, and um, You can't be there for them if you're not right. there for and you. Get support. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. And, and you know, asking for help, you know, it doesn't have to be, like, like we said, it doesn't have to be this big kind of um, to-do. Just even you just go out to supper with friends. It doesn't have to be about the loss right, either. Right. You know, just that. Just that kind of let's go out to a sports bar, watch the game, and, and just have a bit of life outside of that loss, right? What I would actually recommend, what I would actually say is um, to anyone listening, I almost guarantee that you know a widower, but you can't name them. Wow. Find your widower. Yeah. Find the person you know, reach out, just say, hey, man, you okay? Um, and not necessarily all about that, just like, hey, you okay? You want to do something? Where are you at? Because if we're not there for each other, no one I else is. I guarantee yeah. you, uh, and I, I want to I book you again for another show, because I would love to talk about uh, caregiving. So, you know, oh, when, please, when yes. you know, your spouse is still here, but there has been some loss of the relationship because of health issues. I know a lot of men face that. I think more men face that than maybe have been, you know, I don't have the stats or anything, nor I, people can say I'm wrong about this and they could easily be right. But I think there's more caretakers right now than there are widowers, you know, in a certain age bracket. I want to definitely address oh, yeah. you know what those guys are going through and I, I, you are the person to do that uh and not only just not even just our spouses say eh? i mean like look we're getting we're getting to the point where you know our parents are getting sure, older sure. and, and we, we're, we're gonna we're gonna lose people it's 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 part of life especially you know? it's difficult for men i won't say it's more difficult because you know grief like i said it's like water there's different flavors and temps for everybody but with men being so hardwired to want to fix things, you you can't fix, you know, when, when you have somebody that you love is not healthy. You can only do what you can do, and sometimes just being there for somebody is fixing it. But it's not like you can pop out a socket wrench and get rid of cancer. You know, it's not like you can, you know, pull you know? out an Allen wrench and get rid of, of uh, you know, obesity or, or diabetes or whatever it is that's brought your, your loved one low. So... With all that heavy topics, right. <laughs> such an odd question shift that's going to sound like a hard left right here. Richard, in keeping with the theme of sexiness, <laughs> what is the sexiest <laughs> thing about you? <laughs> I I tried to lay the questions out where I'm like, this won't be such a hard, 
hard like course correction or, or course change. Oh, there, but, yeah. No, no, there's 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 no way of having a left field <laughs> yeah, moment no. here, and that's that's I'm down with that. Let's talk about what makes Richard <laughs> sexy, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? One of the things um, I, I can only say because uh, I have an amazing – I found an amazing partner. I'm with somebody who is absolutely incredible. Um, one of the things is um, I'm in tune with what my love languages are. Nice. I have clarity around what what I uh, – you know, who I am and what I'm about. But I also – uh, practice radical candor and uh, know this i've been practicing about i've been practicing this for over uh, for 20 years so you know if you happen to have watched the episode of picard you know if you happen to have been watching picard and you see radical candor this is not a new thing for me so radical candor is um i will you ask me anything like i will I will be as honest as I am humanly able to be without being hurtful or tactless. See, and there is that beautiful Canadian ah. sincerity and generosity that I have found in every Canadian I've ever met. Like, I feel like if Canada went to war, they would apologize for winning. Oh, I've always joked Canadians are the only people on earth who will be, you know, who apologize for being punched in the face. <laughs> But I do, I, Radical Candor, I, I liked it. And I've, I've read, I've been reading uh, a book recently, and they brought the term radical responsibility. And I've heard the term radical acceptance yep. when it comes to psychology and, and mental health. Radical Candor, uh, or Candor, what? Radical Candor, Radical, radical Honesty. Yeah, what yeah. I like, and what's really important is that, well, it's all important, but that, that tail end of it, I'm going to be honest with you to a level you're not used to, but I'm not going to hurt you in the process. Exactly. What? Well, I mean, look, we still have a social contract. I'm, I'm not. I'm not exempt. Yeah, and you know, I'm not exempt yeah, from yeah, that. I'm not here to. I'm not here to, to put you down. I'm not here to make your day worse. But if you ask me a question about myself, I'm going to be openly honest, and and maybe you're comfortable with it. Maybe you're not. Is uh, next question: What makes a person sexy to you? Is it also the the reciprocity of radical candor? What makes a person sexy yes. to me? Um, you know, uh, for me, it, there has to be, no, um, uh, for me, there's, there has to be, uh, an immense amount of banter. Um, you can see that, uh, I'm, you know, I tend to be fairly quick. Um, I need somebody who, you know, I need somebody who, who, uh, and my friends do. Um, and if you ever, well, I, I'll, I'll tell you about that later, but, um, you know, maybe on another show, but, um, all my friends, we all we're all into we're all into innuendo, we're all into double entendre, we're all into like we we all do situational comedy really well, and it's 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 so fast, and it's like so I appreciate sharp wit, um, dry humor. Like if somebody anybody can keep up, is like yes, that's because it, it, it's somewhat of a. A sapiosexual thing. You yeah. know? <laughs> I never forget when I found out what that term meant and the woman who told it to me was, was breathtakingly attractive. I, I just want to start carrying around a shitload of books. <laughs> <laughs> just and, and every, every oh, time I started, I just wanted to like, I wanted to reach my pocket and drop out like a library card. 
like, oh my God, how'd that library card fall out of my pocket? And it's like, oh, you know, she's in the safe sexuals. Well, let's get this on. Let me tell you some stories and then let's go from there. Um, time for the quick game, folks, where we like to give our guests a chance to run through some entertaining questions. Richard, are you ready? I'm All ready. Right. Should pineapples be on pizza? Hell yeah. I, you know, I, I, I was against it until I tried it. It's awesome. Uh, what would be the most boring animal if they could talk? Oh, golden retrievers. You know, I, I, I think their I think their vocabulary would pretty much be treat, play, run, run, play, treat, play, run, tap. Right out of right out of. Uh, I never yeah, squirrel. Squirrel. I, I thought about this question before, and for some other reason, I thought woodchuck. They just look boring as hell. I, I'd have to say, you know, tortoises don't exactly look like the life of the party either. <laughs> what if they're the what if they're the opposite? Like tortoises are doing like raves, and we don't know it. Uh, what is your favorite karaoke song? Smash Mouth All Star. Are you a good dancer? Absolutely okay. not. <laughs> okay. Favorite board game. I'm dying to hear this one. Cards Against Humanity. Of course it is. It, for the is that win. Quick banter. <laughs> I am I am a uh, Oh and it goes so wrong. I am a I am a Machiavellian bastard when it comes to Uno. I will cut your throat with those draw fours. Nobody likes to play against me. Um weirdest food you've ever eaten. Octopus. Sunshine No, not in a salad. Sunshine or moonlight. Moonlight. And my my favorite question, who inspires you? Oh, dude, do you have another? Do you have another forty minutes? Uh, <laughs> okay, let's let's do. Let, let me try and rattle off ten here. Uh, George Carlin, Esther Perel, Simon Sinek, um, Mahatma Gandhi, um, Louis Black. Uh, yeah, a lot of comedians, right? Um, Emo Phillips, Weird Al Yankovic. Um, the, the, the dude apologized for nothing, and I love that. Um, you know what? I'm going to stick it at that. Good people, sexy people. That wraps up our interview with the compassionate, the resilient, the surprisingly hilarious, and uh, just the very powerful Richard Stroller. Richard, we will see you soon. Thank you very much for being on the show. Jackson, I, I had a great time. Thank you. I'd love to be back. You take care. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. <laughs>